Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Long Ghost Heroes Podcast. Um, AJ, hanging out in Jersey City. It's a Monday night in December. Hanukkah is over, and I'm chit-chatting with my good buddy, Frank. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great. I've got my trifecta of my Star Wars shirt, my R2-D2 cup, my Captain America socks, and my Star Trek glass filled with some rye whiskey. Oh, man, you are, like, totally on a different level than I am. <laughs> I'm just, like, I'm just chilling, you know? Okay, but, I just, you're, but you're on, that's a pretty high plane of existence, if I may say so myself. I'm just, like, you know, I needed to, I needed to channel all the, the different forces and, and bring them together as, you know, yeah. as one does when as we talk does. the nerd culture. Yeah, um, okay, so it's fun. We haven't done, like, a trailer reaction video in a while. I think it's yeah. going to be fun for the fans to... You know, kind of hear uh, some of our thoughts on the latest ones, because I'm sure you've seen them. And we broke all the records this week. So, uh, you know, I think we just want to crack right into it. You know, we're going to go in the order of release here. You know, everyone that just... Of recency to us, just, yeah. Yeah, just, re- just release. So, uh, tonight uh, was the first release of the new uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer. Godzilla 2 from the Godzilla 2014 uh, reboot. Uh, Frank, did you see that movie? I did see that movie, and I actually really liked it. Um, did you see the movie in theaters? I did. It was like 2014 was that weird summer where um, I was trying to really see a lot more things, and we had a, a really good theater right down the block, and like Guardians of the Galaxy came out that summer. And I was like, I really want to see Godzilla because I feel like if I don't, I won't see it. And like we ended up doing it, and it like surprised me. and. I unfortunately haven't seen still um, King Kong, uh, Skull Island, like, oh, sure. and so I, I really before this new movie comes out, I really need to make sure to to do that, because obviously after King of the Monsters, we're gonna get uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Um, but what about you? Did you see the first one? I didn't see the first one in theaters. I saw it on a plane, but okay. I thought it was like, you know, I thought it was kind of boring actually, and you know, I didn't see it in theaters, so I didn't get to mm-hmm. appreciate it. One of the things I thought was, like, you didn't get to see, like, Godzilla, like, never, like, was, like, in full, like, in the frame. Like, he always, you only just saw a part of him. Like, I thought that was kind of a cool way to do a Godzilla movie. This, he's, like, full out, like, he's back and he's fighting all the crazy monsters from the old, you know, 1960s (laughs) Japanese Gojira (laughs) kaiju kaiju film, so it's dope. Um, Yeah, this looks great. Eleven's in it. Um, yeah, Mil- uh, Millie Bobby Brown, um, Kyle Chandler, uh, Charles Dance from Game of Thrones, um, Ken Watanabe is back as his uh, doctor character from the original one. It just looked like a good cast. Like, I mean, I think it's a shame like that there's not as much carryover from the last one because, like, but I, like spoilers, Brian Cranston's character died. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we'll see. I mean. It looks good. I, I, I agree with you. I think um, in theaters it played a little bit better with, like, the mystery of, of Godzilla being, like, behind all the buildings. And that was kind of like – so it's funny. I saw back this past month or I guess in October um, we had, like, a Japanese horror um, series at BAM. And That's they awesome. And the original Godzilla. And so I got to see that in theaters – uh, full like subtitles and everything and like it was similar in that way there was like 
because it's in black and white and it's very suspenseful and like i don't know i i enjoy godzilla i probably i have not seen nearly that many of them but like i don't know i think it's going to be fun i like what they're doing that you know building this big up uh universe and man those other monsters like look crazy I, what we got king Ghadira and um Dude. Uh, Mothra and who knows what else. There's a ton of them. Yeah, it looked um, it looked crazy. Uh, you know, DC is burning. DC's <laughs> down. <laughs> the, the, the fuck. So yeah, I am down to see this movie. Uh, there's definitely way more monsters. Definitely looks like they you know dug into the fact that there's gonna be monsters. You know, uh, it, interesting that they call them titans. You know, I'm curious to see mm-hmm. how the plot you know of this movie goes. Who knows who's you know. How does Millie Bobby Brown play into this? Is Thomas Milovich her dad? You know, what? What are they going to figure it out in time? How are they going to set up King Kong? Is there going to be a post-credit scene? There's so many questions I have. Yeah, you know, there, there may well be. And then it, it's like, because they are making Godzilla out to be sort of like the hero a little bit in this trailer. Um, and kind of in the last movie, too. I would like to um, see them, if they could put out, like, 2014 again in theaters, I would go see that before this one. Like, I would be down to go ooh. do that. Hey, maybe they will. Maybe we can, like, find it somewhere. Um, or we can just, like, do a watch party of, like, the, the two back-to-back before this one. That would be fun, too. That, um, Kong Skull Island is a fantastic film. Yeah, it's got uh, another great cast, the the cast is fantastic. The action is really fun. It's a period piece. Yeah, it's a 70s, uh, right? Yeah, it's really cool. I loved King Kong. Uh, I hope that they bring the same level of uh, comedy and kind of you know plot fluidity where this movie can just like kind of turn on a dime. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they don't. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you know who's directing this one? I, I do not know. I'm sorry, buddy. Cause I, yeah, I think Gareth Edwards di- directed the first one, but he's not back for it. So I don't, I don't know. But <sighs> yeah, it, it definitely seems like... Poor poor Mr. Poor Mr. Edwards. Wherever he is, I hope he's doing something cool. Yeah, I hope so. I want, um, I w- I want him to do his, his movie, his vision. Like, what, what's his I- big idea? You sure. Know? Um, so, yeah, uh, as we transition, like, part of the... Um, the reason why we're here on Monday night, we were hoping for the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer this weekend, but uh, only the Brazilians at Comic-Con got to see it. <laughs> and um, there's there's descriptions out there, but we're not going to go into it. Um, but, you know, I, well, I'm sure we're going to get it before the end of the year, and I, I, I doubt it'll really spoil anything from the new Avengers movie. But, um, you know, I think... That was kind of the the big one we've been waiting for. So Avengers four trailer okay. dropped on oh, he did Thursday monsters. or f- he did monster. Huh? He what did are you talking about Gareth Edwards with the the monsters. I'm sorry. Oh right 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 right. I'm sorry. In addition well, to the Godzilla monster. Right. So he's Godzilla. he. That's what he likes to do. So get back to the fucking monsters, man. What the hell? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Frank. Go ahead. Yeah. We can edit that out. Uh, you really, really messed with my transition. <laughs> I really I'll, did. I'll, 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 I really fucked you. <laughs> I'll, I'll let it slide. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Avengers 4 uh, yeah. dropped Thursday, Friday. Which day was it? I, they all Friday. Together, I Friday in the Friday. morning. Friday in the morning. And what a glorious day it was. <laughs> yeah, what a glorious day for them. Um, um, 
most view counts of any uh, movie so far, so that's very good for them. Congratulations, yes. but they knew they were going to do that. I'm sure they break the record when episode nine comes out. That's just how it all works. So they just the hype train is like, and maybe they're doing this on purpose because the internet goes crazy. They're like, oh, they're going to drop the trailer, and then they don't, and then it's like, oh, I heard it's going to be three more days later. Like, so maybe they're doing that on purpose. I have go ahead. I have some thoughts on this. Okay, so as like a a larger philosophical idea, maybe we can talk about here. The marketing is so vital that this is like a cultural event. The marketing for this movie goes beyond the marketing for these movies, I'm sorry, goes beyond the MCU? any yeah, yeah, the MCU in particular. Star Wars to an extent, but this is so much more iconic. They do it on Good Morning America, you know it's gonna come out at eight AM and that's what's gonna happen. Uh this I think plays into more like a post credit scene to me. The whole first minute of the trailer where Tony's on the ship. You know, I think that mm-hmm. what they're trying to do here, you know, you know, they're constantly playing with our, uh, you know, expectations and what we're going to see and, you know, things that we're going to see in a trailer that don't necessarily mm-hmm. show up in a movie. You know, isn't it nuts that, you know, we can almost treat a Marvel trailer as part of the MCU. It's apocryphal to what's going on in the future for these movies. Absolutely. I mean, the the anticipation and and waiting for the the trailers to drop are almost as exciting as when the films actually come out. Like they tease us along with a little bit of information here, a little bit and it, it becomes more part of our our reality. Like how many times are we talking about trailers like because we are so eager to see what's next and it's like because the movies happen you know, three-ish times a year, it's, it, it really, like, they need to keep it going, and, and they're doing a great job with these trailers that, like, I don't know, I mean, it, it's, what, two minutes long, but, like, I've watched it ten times, <laughs> like, <it's, laughs> like, come on, like, it, so it's like, okay, I've watched a TV show of the Avengers trailer, um, because, like, that's what I want to watch, I want to dig in, I want to see what's going to happen, I want to think about more, and they, they're getting into people's heads. They're like, what are they going to do? How, what's going to happen? What's happening next? I really greatly appreciate that we all have had... You, it's not that you just you know, see these trailers. Everyone studies them. Studies them to a yeah. point where you can watch up to maybe 500 plus videos about analyzing 10 things you missed in the fucking Avengers Endgame tra- trailer. So I think that we, we've reached yeah. a new level. I, I want to say that this is, to me, this is like a post-credit scene. I think that this is, it's more important to me to watch these than to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't give a fuck what they're doing on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'm sorry to Clark Gregg, who is fucking awesome, mm. and he's great, but, like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I, I need to know what's going on with fucking Tony. Sure. I need to know what's going on with Steve. Like, these are my guys. These are my guys. So I will counter. I, I, I have a two. Well, first off, I wanted to say um, we buried the lead a little bit. So in addition to the trailer dropping, and we'll get through, like, the details of it all. At the end of it, we now have a title, Avengers yeah. Endgame, which you mentioned a minute ago. Like, um, And there, there have been teases of that, like, 
along the way, you know, they've used the word endgame in the movies. There's like all who knows if whatever the Russo's teased. And then they also moved up the release date again, like they did last year. So it's now uh, April 26th worldwide release, which is also fantastic. Which, like, that means that Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame are a month back-to-back. I mean, like, six, seven weeks, but still, like, that's exciting. Um, And then, to your point about the um, MCU shows and other other content-related, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, first of all, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. has been off since after um, Infinity War came out. And it's not coming back until after Endgame. So it's like, it has like no context. They've canceled like all of the Netflix shows, which basically only have a little bit of a reference to the events of the movies. And like, they wanted to expand the world, but they're not, they didn't really do it. And then they, now they're just doing it with the films because there are so many films and they have so many opportunities and they're going to have the Fox characters back. It's like, it makes me wonder if they're going to like truly split the TV and the movies out because they can, there's enough content there. And like, they're going to have, they, that's what they're obviously setting up to do. They're going to have to create the whole, the whole chess piece. No, no, I don't know about a multiverse, but Mm. the whole chess board I think is going to be reshifted. I think after Mm. they're telling us very clearly that end game is marks, it's going to be a big change, you know? So, all the, you know, the Loki show. Like, that's going to be crazy, but he just died. Like, fine, we can bring him back again whenever what the fuck. But, like, you know, I hope that this takes place <laughs> before. <laughs> you know what I mean? A prequel yeah. show. We don't need to bring him back. Like, if they're going to do a Hawkeye show, fantastic. Like, that sounds awesome. Yeah. But, like, they should oh, do a West Tell Co- us the story. Yeah, tell yeah. us the Ronin story. Do that. Like, yeah. fuck yeah. Um. I'm I'm down for everything. Okay, we're, so no, we're gonna get, get a Black Widow movie. Okay, we, let's we, talk about the trailer. Do. We should talk. Let's about talk the trailer. about the trailer because we can like continue to speculate from there. But so it, it starts out with with Tony on the the Benatar, not the Milano, um, like drifting in space alone. Seeming like it's really unclear to me. Like I'm almost convinced that Nebula is on the ship with him, but it's they're it's really she's, she's on the sh- no, she's it. on the ship. She's on the ship with him. You can see from the ladders that are in the shot that they're on the same yeah. ship from the last movie. Yeah, it seems like that, and she like puts her hand on someone's shoulder, and like, but they you don't see them like face to face or talk because like these are two characters that have never really interacted before. So like, I would hope that they would be on the same ship, but also like Nebula is like a robot, so like Tony would die before she died, probably right on a ship. So. But they would. They have no reason. To, they have no reason to fight, though. Like they would. I'm sure that they would no. leave. To I'm sure that they left together. And she's a robot, and she doesn't need to yeah. fuck with Tony. So like she can be off in the other part of the ship, you know, being sad or whatever, because sure. she's entitled to. And uh, you know, he can just be like dying, and she'd be like, "I'll just wait for this guy to die, and then I'll move on." You know what I right. mean? Right. Yes. It's because it's like they they know that they're not. They don't. They're not going to make it wherever they're going to make it. So it's not like they're like, oh, we're going to go drop me off on Earth and I'll, uh, you can do whatever you want from there. Like they're not going to make it whatever because they don't have enough fuel or water or whatever. And like, no. it's a whole thing. No. But we've never. And and it's interesting to see that they do that after Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Uh, but very cool idea, everybody. Um, 
I love that he's using, like, the nano suit is great. I love the shot. It looks so fucking moody. Uh, yeah. He's great. I'm down to see everybody. I'm, his performance is so good in that. He looks like he was in the cave yeah. with, with the black undershirt and just, like, not going to make it kind of thing. And um, Talk to me about what's know. on his chest if that's not the arc reactor. Well, I mean, that's the... Is that does he is it attached to his skin? It's a wearable thing. Like even in the in a, in Infinity War, it's like attached to his clothes or something, or it's just like yeah, he attaches it to his. So it's you not think that's like his body? That's probably like the limited amount of nanobots that he has left stored up, right, for his suit. If that that's yeah. what we're gonna say, all right, fine. I uh, would think so because yeah, Thanos destroyed most of it. Um, so yeah, I mean he's like. He's not looking hot. I mean, somebody's got to rescue him. Like, who it can be. Oh, and the other piece of this is, like, because... You asked me the other day, like, how much time I feel like passed. And I could say... I could see a few weeks, maybe. Like, they said that uh, food ran out a few days ago. Oxygen's going to run out tomorrow. Like, Captain America shaved his beard. Like... Her hair is... her, Her roots are showing, like... Uh, yeah, there's yeah. aftermath. It feels recent enough. Like, it's not, you know, snap, and then, you know, they, they walk away from Wakanda. We're, we're not going to see any of that. Some time has passed, but, like, it doesn't seem to be, like, years, I don't think. Right? No, no I think this is probably, you know, maybe maybe six months. Maybe six months. You know, uh, maybe eight, maybe four months. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a yeah. season. A season, or you know, it could be up to a year because you know, real time or something. But sure, okay. Uh, so you get to see Cap. He's wearing his uh, Winter Soldier suit at the end. Mm-hmm, That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see Cap with um, Black Widow. Thor is sulking in the corner. Like at, it, the first it's, time it, I watched, it's, it, it's ambiguous where Thor is. Don't know where Thor is. Uh, Mark Ruffalo is clearly with them. He's yeah. clearly at the Avengers facility hanging out with Black Widow and Hulk. Well, Black Widow Thor and is definitely on Earth. Thor is on Earth where around Earth is unclear because he's in his, you know, everyday clothes. He looks sad. It almost looked like he was in jail, but then... It kind of looks like he's in jail. But, you know, I mean, there may be implications from, like, the... Sokovia Accords and and I don't know if he's I don't War. I don't know if he's with them though I think he would want to he doesn't really get along with Steve like he more relates to, to Steve through probably Hulk but Hulk is there I'm yeah. okay so then maybe he's there he might be there but we'll see um, and then we get a glimpse on the screen of uh, Bruce Banner looking at some of the missing persons and it pops up and it's scott lang shuri and peter Peter parker Parker. who uh, we'll get back to scott but peter parker we know got dusted but they don't know because he was off world right um shuri is the interesting one because it's like did she did she die did she you know in the snap or she missing for some other reason but like they were all in wakanda so it seems like I don't know. We didn't see we she didn't probably... see her get dusted, but it's also no, she was up in that tower. We, we won't we won't know. We'll, we'll find out. I'm sure it could mm-hmm. be a misdirect. Also, it could be. 
Um, we we got a shot of Thanos, but not. We didn't see him his face, or we didn't see him speak. But it's very reminiscent of the comic book, where he's you know like a farmer on on a distant world somewhere. Um, what the whole scarecrow thing means is unclear. Um, you know, he's got his his armor up there, and he's hung like up. He's no, still... it symbolizes that he's hung, he did his mission, like he did his job, like he he hung up. But he hung up his battle armor for his cause, just because. Sure. It, but now he's God, ostensibly. So like, mm-hmm. he could. He's just gonna wear the gauntlet because he can. It's it also. It didn't. It look like it was off at the end of the movie. Like he wasn't wearing it uh, at the end when he was sitting and watching the, the armor. Yeah, I think no, no, the armor no. I'm talking off. about the Infinity oh. Gauntlet specifically. No, the gauntlet's all busted up. It was still on his hand. Like I wonder if he can even get it off. Like, right. Maybe, I wonder like, if he can get it off. Maybe, maybe it's fused to him someplace. Yeah, like Doctor Doom esque kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, um but it, you know, his involvement in this is, in this movie is kind of interesting because. Is he the main villain? Is he, like, I don't know. It's very interesting because where, he achieved his goal. Where, to me, where is Rocket? <laughs> Rocket. You know. Where is that Rocket was, Raccoon? Where that's he really go? strange. Why, Ra- why Rocket is Raccoon is one only... of the smartest. He's one of the smartest characters in the Marvel Universe. I feel like they had to include Scott Lang and Hawkeye because they were not in the last movie. Oh, fuck. But for them to not include the only other character we know to be alive is really, really weird. Um, obviously, like, if Thor is still on Earth, I would assume so is Rocket. But, like, what is he doing? Like, I, I, like I said, I think he's drunk somewhere because he basically just lost his son. Like... Okay, so Rocket Raccoon on Earth, like, in a bar, to me, hilarious. However, <laughs> however, I think highly unlikely. <laughs> I didn't Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Uh, okay, so now... Uh, okay, I, I'm hopeful that the way that I've analyzed and have done a little bit of deep diving into... The end of the trailer uh, it leads us to what's going to happen, but I also think it could be a big misdirect. Um, mm. It could also be a huge spoiler. Uh, and, you know, I don't think that they would overlook this, so it could be intentional. I, I don't know, Frank. So when they're looking at Scott Lang outside, you know, yeah. it, it says Archive 1983. And if you look at the gravel in the road, it's very gravelly and unpaved, which is mm-hmm. not how the Avengers warehouse looks when they're driving in in Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. I, I heard about this, too. I guess it's confusing because, one, they say it's, this is live feed. This isn't, you know, a recording. And so, one, that could mean that Cap and Black Widow are also in 1983. <laughs> uh, right but how could because avengers the avengers facility wasn't there no it like, was they didn't build it, it until like after, it's a, it was a stark it was an old stark facility or it was there building it was it was an old thing it was there so 
It is po- so, but then the then that beckons the question: How did Scott go back in time with the van if he traveled through time in the wormhole tunnel, which is in the back of the van? I don't think the van comes with you <laughs> when you go through it. <laughs> no, 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 no. So well, you're so it, yeah. It could either be that that the the stuff on the screen doesn't mean enough of anything, and it's really he's just in present day. And he's like, I'm out of the quantum realm. You remember me? Let's like. So talk. I think okay. So speaking to larger potential spoilers here, like I just want to like throw this out there and, and like kind of say something that I think is probably going to happen, and and it looks like it has in a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that we've seen. I think mm-hmm. this is going to be the Back to the Future of the Marvel universe. I'm so excited. <laughs> like, it is literally, like, Kevin Feige loves Back to the Future. If you go back and listen to the Nerdist podcast from 2012, one of the yeah. huge influences to him was the going to see Back to the Future 2 and 3 in the summer of 89 when they came out, because at the end of the movie, you saw the trailer for the next movie, and they's, those guys, when I watched all the audio commentary from that... <laughs> They were referencing the three and four Musketeers movies from the early 70s. So this is something that's been going back for generations. So, you know, this is his version of doing that. And I think all signs are pointing to a time hop through, you know, all the, you know, Easter eggy and spoilery material that is discussed in the post credit scene for Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is also now available on home video and DVD. (laughs) It's like you're, they're paying you or something to say that, uh, <laughs> which they're not. They, they but, could be. Uh, yeah, they could <laughs> be. Uh, I'm pretty sure you pay them more than they pay you. But anyway. Um, hell, hell yeah. I just redeemed my first Disney rewards. Ooh. I, um, so, one side note. One of the, um, I don't think I talked about this on the podcast yet, but around Black Friday, I finally splurged and got my 4K Blu-ray player to go with my 4k tv how is that brag and i watched infinity war in 4k and it was amazing yeah um, i'm sure it was i really have awesome. um ant-man and the wasp solo uh and um last jedi to watch in 4k and black panther should be here any day now so i'm really it, it's I, i'm got i gotta watch ant-man and the wasp again it you know i only saw it once in theaters but hey you know, are you did you do movies anywhere uh no are you logging your movies online i'm not you should do this man in in all the project it's really it's not (laughs) because once you do it it links to all of your accounts so like it could work on your phone oh so like okay we'll talk offline because i have questions um but i have 40 i I got 41 movies in there if 41 movies um yeah, I'm all on board with Avengers Endgame being a time travel movie. Um, I do think that Doctor Strange hinted at that and that he has a plan and that you know the events of Infinity War played out for a specific reason and that he looked forward in time and like Tony Stark needed to be alive or whatever and that they, they were going to reassemble and there was going to be a way for them to go back in time and, and either get the infinity stones first or influence events so things don't happen the same way like they could rewrite all, like, almost all of history and we can have you know an, a totally new uh reality by the end of the film i i mean they could even like 
try everything. This movie's also supposed to be like three hours long, by the way. So like, there's gonna be a lot. Like they I'm, could fail and and win again. I mean, who knows? Like, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, a three-hour movie sounds perfect. I'm down. I'll be there. They can have an intermission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, whatever they need to do, I'm, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. Uh, Two last things I wanted to say. I'm really glad that one, they didn't show any characters that got dusted. True. Or um, that was really important. They and I hope that they continue that. Um, and then they didn't have Captain Marvel, which yep. also is important. Um, I don't know how long they're going to be able to hold that out though, because. I think they should just push the... I wish that they could push the Spider-Man trailer entirely. When is it supposed to come out? The movie? Yeah. In July. They don't... But, you know... They don't really... They don't really have to... Do they really have to do a trailer now? They no, can wait? But it's Sony. It's Sony, and they, they probably want it to be in front of... Um, the new Spider-Verse. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think it would be really surprising if there wasn't i don't know what do you think do you think there'll be another trailer before captain marvel comes out for avengers endgame no they'll have no they'll have a new trailer for no there'll be a dope post-credit scene for captain marvel that's what i'm count that's what i'm counting on i think then maybe they can have a trailer like within that like yeah they can have they can have a trailer that comes out like the next week or two and weeks later, and then she can be in it, and it like because we, they don't want to spoil that movie and how she can be in you know present day. Oh, oh no, they we have to really you know we first of all they have to really lean into this movie marketing wise. So Captain yeah. Marvel, I think that there'll be a few more. There'll probably be another trailer for Captain Marvel. Even there'll be another 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 one. Yeah, and we'll get into that in a minute. Um, oh, and the last thing. I, I know I said the last thing already, but in no, conclusion, no, please in conclusion. Um, we um, we saw Hawkeye. I mentioned that before. Oh, we didn't talk about Hawkeye at all. The Hawkeye costume is amazing. Yeah, and you know you can really see it. Like I know it's raining, but you could tell he's crying too. <laughs> oh my like, God, he's, we- he he's weeping. He definitely lost. He must have lost at least. Like most of his family, if not all of his family. No, his right? whole family is dead, and then he goes out to. Do, he's going out to fight the yakuza in Japan. <laughs> you know. Like, but why? <laughs> because <laughs> well, this is what do he it. does. <laughs> so like you know, he has to do this. You know, I'm down to go and see like this dystopian future that I think that they're gonna have to. You know, they'll dig a little bit deeper in. I think we'll see a few different timelines happen. Like I, I'm very. Uh, I, I I thoroughly believe we will see like we'll see a little bit different version of the Tony scene we saw in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will also then see a uh, um, we'll go through each step. You know what I mean? They'll be there. They'll find Ant Man. They'll get Hawkeye. You know, they'll get the remaining people who are out there. We'll see. Yeah, and they, they will assemble the Avengers somehow. We didn't see War Machine. Um, you know, he, we know he's alive. We don't. We ha- we don't know anything about Hulk. Obviously, they. Still but you saw Hulk in that concept art. Hulk is going to come back. He's going to wear yeah. some kind of suit, 
we may see like the intelligent Hulk, you know, the Hulk that talks and stuff. Uh, that's oh, been yeah. Professor Hulk is what's from, rumored, you know, from Thor Ragnarok, like, right? Yeah. So we'll see what happens in the next, you know, iteration of the battles. I also do believe that Doctor Strange, you know, he'll play a big role. Um, you, you know, back in the yeah. Marvel universe, you know, he he'll have something happening. So, yeah. Th- All right, let's talk I think about my main hopes. My main hopes is that the movie doesn't like. I want the core Avengers to be very prominent, but. I want a lot of these other characters to rise back up because like you have so many important players for the future and like, I just hope that maybe they can get them back with like at least a third act to have, you know, black Panther and Spider-Man and wasp and like everybody together because to just be like, Oh, and now they're all alive again is a little bit lame in my opinion. I agree with you. but we'll see. We have a long time to go still. We're really excited, obviously. We just talked probably for like 20 minutes about it alone. Um, but you're right. Yeah, let's move on to Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, I just rewatched it again, and, and it, it's, it's really good. It's a good trailer. It's, it's very captivating. It's very compelling. Uh, I enjoy it. I think, you know, I kind of know the whole plot of this movie now. Uh, but I, I'm still excited to see it. I think yeah. I think she looks awesome. I think all those costumes look awesome. I'm excited to see their take on this kind of new cosmic part of their world. You know, she signed on for seven movies. That's crazy. I mean, like, I, we don't we don't know what the shape of the MCU is going to be, but like, assuming, but like, just kind of the way things go. She gets three movies. She shows up in three Avengers movies and, like, something else. Like, sure, that sounds amazing. And, like, she looks so powerful, like, when she's flying around in space towards the end. Like, you know, like, rivaling Thor at the end of uh, Infinity War. Like, it's just – I'm, I'm glad they're on the same side. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, there's – a lot of really interesting stuff. Like I do think there are some misdirects in the in the trailer. Um, we have uh, the scrolls that like, man, that that alone. Like we don't know who's behind what. Like that face, each face. So it, there is a little bit of a sense that she can detect them. Um, and there's a little bit more of a an overarching like narrative over the over the trailer like speaking about the plot and everything which is good because i think they really want to sell the movie like you said um but yeah it's it's looking really great i feel like there we may see multiple time periods like um a lot of things with her memories um and i you know i'm interested we haven't seen a whole lot of clark gregg as colson um no. So that, that'll be interesting. Um, we got more Nick Fury in this one, which is good. I um, want to say I want to say this. So when I ahead. originally saw the trailer, I was trying to like think about, oh, okay, so she has her green costume in the beginning. You know, she has her red costume. You know, when she's fighting the battle above Earth, she'll probably you know have the mohawk then. So then, I you know because I wanted to do a joke that she came back and saw the decline of Western civilization. You know the Penelope Ferris film about punk rock and was all in this crazy <laughs> music. It was partying hard, and then she got the mohawk. But no, she has the mohawk when she wears the green suit. So that was foiled. 
Well, I, I love Ben Mendelsohn. Two different suits. Yeah. I love Ben Mendelsohn. I want to see him like in a really badass Marvel bad guy. Uh, I think he's probably uh, my favorite bad guy character actor at this time. I just mm-hmm. watched Ready Player One again last night. He's so good in Ooh. that movie. I want to see him in a Marvel film, and I want to see him be evil and crazy and look like a scroll. I think that'll be really fun and cool and yeah. scary. The scrolls look pretty cool. I, I think there are some people that like don't love the look, but no, they look nothing they look like diff- the scrolls look like. But you can't. But, but okay. the scrolls they as they're dra- the scrolls as they're drawn are like pretty stupid to like. You can't really recreate that. <laughs> yeah, they look ridiculous on on the page. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that it's dumb. Um, the other thing that like it's not really revealed from the trailers at all. But there's like a lot of speculation around Jude Law's character, like whether he is Marvel or not. Well, um, he's not being marketed as Marvel. That's not his. He's not saying that on the things. He's not right. playing Marvel. Which uh, like it could go either way. Like he could be actually a bad guy, or he could actually be a good guy. Like right now, everything we've seen in the trailers seems like he's a good guy. But like she's also working alongside a lot of the Cree that also like. I think I think defect. we can anticipate that like, you know, you know, Kevin Feige has said that like the backstory of Captain Marvel is confusing and that yeah. he's cool with pretty much rewriting it. So, yeah. we'll see that. And that's fine. Yeah. Um she, uh, they they basically said that she is now part Cree, like she bleeds bluish green blood. Um she's clearly like not human anymore um and she's got a cool cat like that's i don't know i I, it's gonna be good it's it'll be here quicker than we realize but you're right i think there's gonna be another her cat's name is chewy in the comics chewy in the comics but is goose um in the movie probably alluding to top gun yep pretty cute pretty cute um but yeah i mean i think there there could be some really cool tie-ins to avengers like in terms of uh pl- planting seeds in terms of planting this is the scrolls spa- this is this place they have to play around in now they have to go yeah. back in time and fill in the gaps we don't know about and that's cool they do well when they do period pieces do that mm-hmm. well, and it, well and it'll also paint nick fury in such a different light for all the other films that we've seen so far because like the events of this movie all the things that he learns and knows like he will have already known by the time of you know Iron Man two, um, and ev- all, all everything he he does after that is influenced probably by the events you know of the Kree Skull War. Like that's there's a lot a lot of room to play around in, and uh, we'll see. Um, I just hope that there's not another like the Ant Man post credit scene, Ant Man and the Wasp was fine. Like, I think it, it, it's good that it's set up and it's connected to Infinity War, but they need to do something different for Captain Marvel. They can't just be like, oh, and she's here, she's alive, and everyone else is dying. Like, we've seen the trailer. We know the aftermath now, right? We right. need to see, like, her forward movement. Yeah, we need to... They, no, they know that... I'm sure that they know. He knows. This is... that. That's a big one. Yeah. All right. So, um... You can play around with Spider-Man Homecoming. You cannot fuck with the last post credit scene before 
the end of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, no, you're pretty you're right. I mean, Endgame literally is the endgame. It is the last film in Phase 3. Phase 4 is going to be completely different. Completely like, different. We don't we can't even we don't even know what it means yet until we're in it. Um and uh we'll we'll be in it soon. Um so we have another fun little thing that we want to go through, seeing as it's almost the middle of December. It's holiday. Like a, it's holiday time. People are watching their. People are watching yeah. their movies. We thought it would be fun to go through uh, some of our most uh, favorite holiday films. They don't have to be Christmas movies. They can be anything just that we like to watch this time of year or or whatever feelings we get um and want to share it with all of you and um i don't know aj do you want to kick it off with with your first movie uh yeah so i think that um (sighs) all right let's start with the tippy top uh so just last night i rewatched one of my favorite movies of all time gremlins Directed by Joe Tante. It came out in 1984. Uh, it's a Christmas classic. Um, but here's like some like of the best and most like awesome Spielberg trivia that there is. So this so Gremlins, we're gonna take it all the way back to the summer of 1977. Uh, excuse me, 1978. Uh, Close Encounters mm-hmm. has just come out. It's crushed at the box office. It's awesome. Columbia goes to Spielberg. They're like, hey, we want to do a sequel to Close Encounters. Do you want to do one? Spielberg, at this point in time, he had saw what they had done with the franchise of Jaws after he had decided not to return. And he was like, fuck that. Like, I don't want to deal with that shit. Like, I'll, I'll jump on. So he loved that movie, Piranha. And he hired the guy who wrote it, this guy named Nick Sales, to write a script for a movie called Night Skies. Okay? Now, mm-hmm. that movie... Uh, was like you know about was based off a earlier alien encounter in the 50s right in indiana the kelly hawkins indiana like where like this family was tortured by you know what ended up being owls (laughs) but like you know uh they wrote this whole awesome script about you know there was like this like leader alien named scar and he was like really mean and he had a finger and he would touch things and it would blow up but then like the little cute alien named buddy befriends the uh you know the little autistic kid and like becomes close with him so then at that point you know they have the script they bring on toby hooper who made texas chainsaw massacre to direct you know this is just before spielberg is going to go to the desert to make indiana jones uh and when he's with hooper uh, Hooper's like, you know what, like, I don't really want to do, like, these alien thingies, like, I'm thinking more, like, ghosts, and Toby Hooper ends up going on to make Poltergeist, but if you know anything about the trivia for Poltergeist, uh, Toby Hooper ends up really being the second director to Spielberg, but because (laughs) Spielberg was under contract to direct for Universal, he couldn't, so he was, like, directing from the back seat. <laughs> so, like, if you watch all these behind-the-scenes footage of them making Poltergeist, it's Spielberg calling all the shots for everything. So they're making this crazy, scary movie, and Spielberg goes off to uh, Africa to uh, 
make um, uh, Indiana Jones. And at that point, he's like, you know what? Like, I'm getting into all these like crazy things. And he reads the script to uh, uh, Martha Madison, who at the time, Melissa Matheson, who was at the time Harrison Ford's girlfriend, later became his wife. Okay. Uh, and she's like, she cried when he got to the part about the little boy connecting with the alien. And that is what sparked E.T. So Spielberg's over there. He's like, I need to connect. I need to get back to my roots. I want to do like a small time alien movie. And they start writing E.T. At a couple of years. So as they're all doing that, as that's all going on, Chris Columbus, who is friends with Nick Sales, came over and had a different idea for like this script about gremlins. And then Spielberg is like, oh, this sounds pretty similar to this other idea I was trying to do. And he buys it and then produces it. And like out of one movie script that never ever came out, we got three different movies that are <laughs> cultural icons. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. And gremlins, like the, the, even though the puppets are like corny and it's, you know, really lame and silly at different parts of it, it's a, it's a fantastic movie. And it's perfect. Gremlins 2 is a whole other thing. And it's, it's pretty funny for what it's about. It's self-referential stuff. But mm-hmm. I, it, it's a great Christmas movie. It's a little dark, but it always makes me feel warm and fuzzy. So, so it's one that you – do you go back to every year? Do you – like every I, few years? And like what, what brings you back in around this time of year? Oh, my God. The music is really fun. So there's all, like, all mm-hmm. this great Christmas music. Uh, like the beginning of the movie is uh, Baby Please Come Home. Uh, the very famous Do You Hear What I Hear scene with the mom going around hunting for the little gremlins. Uh, I love it. I think that th- the music brings me back and I want to, you know, see Gizmo. Gizmo is voiced by fucking Howie Mandel. Oh my God. Dealer and fucking no deal Howie Mandel <laughs> is this little Mogwai guy. Uh, and it's awesome, and I love it, and, uh, you know, Grem- I, I'm excited to watch Gremlins 2 in a few days. It's not a Christmas movie, but uh, Gremlins, Gremlins 1, man, it is, it is perfect. Awesome. Um, all right, I'm going to jump around a little bit on my list. Um, I'm going to start with uh, Keeping with Chris Columbus, Harry Potter. Oh, shit. Um, so, and, it may- and the reason why is because I recently rewatched. Harry Potter, Sorcerer's Stone, and Chamber of Secrets. And, and I go back to them almost every year at this time, and it's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, and from here we're going to rewatch the rest of the, f- the films. <laughs> that never happens. Like, we always end up, like, three or four in. Um, I think this year especially, we you know, we rewatched Fantastic Beasts, and then we we saw the new one, and it's like, okay, let's, let's kick it off. But... It's around th- uh, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas that I really, really get a craving to watch the first Harry Potter film. And I think especially because each one of the films like takes place over the course of a school year. Like you see like a ton of holidays. You, they do a whole bunch of different stuff. But for me, like the Sorcerer's Stone especially, like it's just – it's an introduction into the wizarding world. It's like magical and and everything is fresh and new and there's just that that scene where 
Harry finally comes down for Christmas and is like, oh my God, I have presents too? Like, no way. I never had presents. I, I grew up in this shitty household. And he's got this new amazing life. And, you know, he gets his invisibility cloak and he starts to go on all these other adventures. And, like, I just... It, it reminds me every year to go back to and like you know I have a great like affinity for all of the books and the films and the franchise overall and visiting fucking Hogwarts and Hogsmeade in in Florida but it's just like that cozy feeling of being in the big Hogwarts castle with the roaring fire and the snow outside that like I, I know those movies like can span from being spooky to being uh you know action-packed and and really and deep in other ways but especially the first one or two movies where it's they're they're still kids and that i remember watching them when i was like a kid-ish middle school whatever whenever they came out yeah that like it really connects with me and you know i i go back almost every year so i just got them all on dvd so or blu-ray and i'm gonna watch yeah. them so I will I will enjoy them. I like I like them. I don't I dig that they have Christmas in them. I always feel bad for probably the one Jewish kid at Hogwarts, but yeah. that's that's okay. Uh, yeah. Um. So uh, my next movie uh, is not necessarily you know totally uh, you know a Christmas movie, but it's set at Christmas, and that is the fantastic film Batman Returns, uh, which is the second entry in the Tim Burton. Uh, Michael Keaton, you know, uh, franchise that went on to spawn, you know, the other Schumacher films with uh, Val Kilmer and George Clooney. I love this movie. Uh, Danny, it's so, first of all, it's so grotesque and gross. <laughs> it's, it's so gross. Penguin eats a fish, raw fish in front of everyone. Yeah. Uh, the costume and makeup for the penguin is miserable. Uh, the scene when Michelle Pfeiffer is, like, picked over and eaten. I saw this movie when I was, like, five. Like, my parents didn't <laughs> give a fuck. Like, I, but, like, I love it. And I also think it's really interesting. You have Christopher Walken, plays a fantastic, like, villain bad guy. He's also in this movie. Uh, and, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer plays Catwoman, and she was probably part of my sexual awakening. Uh, yeah. so, <laughs> that's all huge. Uh, but the reason this is on the list is because I received the Bat Ski Boat from Batman Returns on Hanukkah from Uncle Ira, and I will never forget how long I played with that toy. I had that for years and years and years, and it was amazing, and I loved it. And it was crazy because there was a huge backlash because McDonald's was marketing like toys for uh, Batman Returns. Of course they were. And, like, little kids were going and, like, fucking going crazy in the movie theater because it's way too scary. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I I loved it. Um, I, I, I don't know. Batman Returns. I, I do watch this probably around Christmas because I think this movie kind of does stand on its own in a kind of a cool way. Yeah. Um, you know, you know who Batman is. He's already been established. And now here comes Catwoman to kind of mess with him. It has a kind of an interesting soundtrack. It's a little bit weird but you have all the themes from the first movie with elfman uh mm -hmm. yeah uh batman returns fantastic holiday yeah. movie your thoughts on batman I, returns it's been a while since i've revisited it um i think 
I've, I probably have seen the original Batman more than I've seen Returns. Um, and then I remember seeing Forever and Batman and Robin, like, growing up in the theaters. Like, so those were a little bit more vivid. Um, so I, I would say Returns is probably the, the one that, like, well, I probably remember not that much about the latter two, but Returns is one I haven't revisited in a while, and I, I think it's time. I, I own them all. So it's like, so really it's no so gross. <laughs> <laughs> the end That's when fine, Penguin's like, bleeding from his nose, the like the black blue blood. Like, listen, <laughs> I, if I can watch if I can watch Danny DeVito from week to week. On It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, being sure. as gross as he is, he can handle <laughs> fucking Batman Returns. <laughs> Fair enough, dude. Fair enough. All right. What about you? So, like, going in a different direction completely, um, another one that I probably do watch every year is The Grinch. Um, but the original Grinch. The an- The animated. The the animated Grinch, Dr. Seuss, um, that... Hand-drawn, organic animation. Yeah, with, with like, from the 60s. Like, that's yeah. that's the one. Like, I, you know, some You're people absolutely one. adore Mr. the Grinch. Jim Carrey one. <laughs> Your heart's an empty heel. That, that one. Dude, that guy, oh, my God. So, I we have the DVD. I've rewatched it, and I've... I've looked at the special features. I can't remember his name. It's like it's like Thurman Thurgood something like Yeah, yeah, yeah. His voice is amazing and he's white. He doesn't look he doesn't sound white. Like I'm sorry, but <laughs> he's like his voice is so good. Like I don't know. I I think because the Jim Carrey version is just like too jarring for me, but like sure. for me it's something that Megan and I really bonded over. Like, it was one of her favorites. And so, like, as we've grown together and spent so many Christmases together, like, both of our birthdays are in December. Like, it's sure. it's, it's one that we re- return to. It's only, like, 30 minutes, too. It's not even, like, a full feature-length yeah. movie. You're in and out. Um, yeah, you're in and out. And <laughs> it, it, it's a really solid story. And, like, it's interesting because we had a new Grinch film come out in theaters this year. Um I don't, like, I don't want it. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, I, di- I didn't really care. I mean, I, I like Benedict, but like maybe I'll watch it on TV one day if it's on TV. But like, I don't think it's ever going to surpass the original for me. Like, just like the magic of it and like the animation so strong, the music's amazing. Like, I always tear up at the end when the Grinch finally like becomes a good guy again and like realizes everything he did. And it's just like, I don't know. It it's it, it gets me in the feels and like I said, it's short enough that we can watch it on, on a night and 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 get our Christmas spirit flowing. Sure. I, I also love that one. I do like the Jim Carrey Grinch too. Uh mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm I was like, I'm not seeing that in theaters <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying for that. Uh yeah. Uh okay. So I'm now going to inject a little Judaism into this, uh, and that will be with the uh, fantastic uh, Goldberg classic, uh, Hebrew Hammer. Um, So this was a Comedy Central movie that came out a few years ago on Hanukkah, which is pretty much a black exploitation film about Jewish people. (laughs) (laughs) And it's very funny, and, uh, you know, it's very silly, uh, but... You know, it, it does have a special place in my heart. When I worked at J Space, I was able to go see it in a theater. 
uh, with like a whole bunch of people and the guy gave a Q and a and, uh, you know, they hung out, you know, but it was, I think that this movie is kind of cool because there aren't very many Hanukkah anythings. And to me, uh, it's important, you know, that we have this kind of representation and it's kind of crazy to me that there aren't any like new Hanukkah specials. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we live in this crazy time where, you know, everyone gets their little spot on the map. But, you know, I don't feel like there's been a new Hanukkah special or a new celebration of Hanukkah that, you know, kind of, you know, reinvigorated people in any way. Because I feel like, uh, you know, as opposed to being alternative programming, like like Hanukkah is just in the culture as the B version of Christmas. And it's so not that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. And, and it could be, and it, it totally uh, could be different, and, it, you know, you could, like, showcase it in a different way or, or kind of move the ball forward, but I really feel like, you know, a, you know, a Crazy Nights isn't on this list. Like, I don't think that it, like, talks about Hanukkah at all. It's just an animated Adam Sandler film that doesn't go anywhere. It's kind of a bummer yeah. of a movie, I think. Yeah, I mean, his the, the, the song... Did way that's more than that's way di- that's different. That's a whole different yeah. thing. That yeah, I mean the song like elevated things in a way the movie never did, and like so I I almost even forgot that the Hebrew Hammer was a Hanukkah movie. Like I know it's a he's the main character is, is Jewish, but like I, I don't remember the plot. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but yeah, I mean. It definitely, when it came out, I remember enjoying it and laughing. And but again, as as a Christian, like it, it doesn't resound. Yeah, it doesn't. As it, much as yeah, it, it's not. It's not really for you. I'm sorry. But like, but that's okay because like, there are other things that are for me, and there are other things like, you know, watching some of the SNL skits that that really do like make me like bond with you guys like over it because it it's so I don't know. We were watching them the other night, and that's what I'm thinking about. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, totally. And and that and so we can can we do just we'll go quickly into I think Rugrats Hanukkah is like super important. Sure. And like was kind of big for me growing up as a kid because that was us. You know what I mean? That was like oh shit, yeah. we're both. They're both. Wow. We're like yeah. that's cool. And because uh, there was Rugrats yeah. Christmas, and then there was also Rugrats Hanukkah. Yeah, and I re- and I remember that, and like that is something that, um, you know, we we put it on, and it's like, oh yeah, I remember this. Like you got a hawk when you say it. Like it, it was yeah, like yeah. It, it it helped me learn too. You know, <laughs> totally. Uh, like I, it, it and, and you know that all the best cartoons help you learn. That's great, right? Like so, at, at the time in in the nineties, like having a cartoon like that really explain a holiday that. Not a lot of people. I mean, obviously in New York, like there's a, a a big blend. There's a lot, a lot of Jewish people, a lot of Christian. Like, there's a lot. Yeah, sure. But, you know, around the country, like that's not the way it is. Like, no, you're so right. I'm sure. I'm sure there are some people that like for the first time, you know, or their one Jewish friend that lives in in their small town. Like now they understand, and that was kind of cool. They were able to make it relatable, and they were able to tell the story of Hanukkah in a way that you know, was fun for kids. Great. And I, that was so big and cool to see on Nickelodeon. I, I, I'm forever grateful to them and, and I can't wait to show it to my kids one day. All right, Frank, I did two back to back. What are you two back to back? All right. Um, so 
I'm, yeah, I'm kind of cheating here. So, Home Alone. Oh, um, yeah. So, Home Alone, like, is one that I, I don't know if I watched as much as a kid as I do now. But, like, I absolutely love it. And it, it just, like, I, I think now that I rewatch it and I, I get some of the more adult messages in there and, like, that spirit of Christmas and everything, like, um, you know, both Home Alone and the reason I'm cheating is because Home Alone 1 and 2, in my mind, like, as a kid, blended together so much that I forgot, like, that they were different. Um, but because Macaulay Culkin was in both of them and, like, the stories, like, were similar – um, in that, like, New York City to me is Christmas time. Is yeah, where we live. Like, where we live. Like, the time w- growing up on Long Island, when I would go to New York City was in uh, December or th- in November for, you know, around the holidays. And so, like, that feeling of being around Rockefeller Center and, and, ha- and it being cold and, like, being near Central Park and all that, like, both of those movies – are are like great christmas movies there there's really great messages in both of them like and for a kid to learn you know uh, the spirit of the holidays and 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 sharing um you know he learns it from his old man neighbor in in the first one and and the the homeless person in the second one and like they're just i mean obviously they're incredibly funny and there's a lot of really great physical humor in them both um but like I don't know, there. It's to me, it's not just the humor that I go back to watch them for. I like I get, I get. I the mean, we can both them. agree that they'd be dead. Like you couldn't survive. Well, like of course. But <laughs> Joe Pesci clearly has one of the Infinity Stones. And like, he just will live forever. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, that um, was my so that was my exposure to Joe Pesci. You know, and you see him, and he's yeah. so funny in that movie, and he's. Um, constantly mumbling the whole time, which is so funny in that, you know, he's so frustrated and bad at whatever he's bad and frustrated yeah. about. That he has to mumble around so crazily like yeah. that. No, he's amazing. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's so good. The best in that movie. I um, was really so, tempted to buy Roosevelt. You should sponsor our podcast. I wanted to buy the full pizza outfit from Little Nero's Pizza. I was oh, so, I was so ready to buy that and come to your birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> that was my plan uh but it all was... right so go ahead no go ahead. i love i love home alone one home alone two i think is a little crazy the pigeon it, lady... it is a little crazy but the thing that i like about it like i said is going to new york yeah sure and you know ha- having like if in my mind they could easily cut the two together in some weird way and make one perfect movie um so, and like I said, the reason why I was cheating, I, I was treating those as one movie. And <laughs> so my second in a row also brings us back to New York City is Elf. And sure. And Elf is one that I pretty much over the past probably 10 years have watched every year and like increasingly have appreciated more and more, um, you know, it, it is kind of rare that we have like such a modern hit of a of a holiday film. Um, Will Ferrell totally kills it. Um, you have like a young 
Zoe Deschanel in there with like blonde hair that's almost like irrecognizable of what she is now. Um, the music's great. The storyline is so great. You have uh, Bob Newhart as a very central figure, and it and like it's ho- it, it's directed by John Favreau. Like this is another like director that we're talking about with our Marvel movies all the time. Like there's a great story here, and it it really like hits home to me. And like I said, the New York City thing really um, gives me all the feels. And there's a moment like towards the end where. Uh, and Edna Asner is is Santa Claus. Like, there's a moment towards the end where Ed like, Asner is Santa is is epic. Is epic. <laughs> they're like they're flying through New York or through Central Park, and they they're they finally start to convince everyone to sing. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, and the the sleigh gets enough Christmas spirit to start to fly. And like every single time, I'm crying. <laughs> like, I'm just, I, can't, I can't contain it. Um, but it's like. But you have Will Ferrell as your lead. Like it's it's yeah. a, it's a, such a funny movie. But like it, it is like has the biggest heart. And like it's I'm a, so glad it is a they, modern it's a modern classic. I'm sure that is. the next AFI list will have Elf on there. Uh, it, it incorporates you know the world building from Rudolph. It's the same little you know the the yeah. the, the Mr. Snowman is there. Uh, no Hubert. Whatever, well, I don't know whatever his name. I forgot now. I, I have it DVR'd. Uh, but no, it's the same like animation and goofiness, and I love it. The whimsy is fantastic. He's so funny. The Santa, mm-hmm. I know him scene. That's the best. Uh, that to me, that's the best part. I love that part. <laughs> Fucking crying in my bathroom, <laughs> like watching that on YouTube eight hundred times. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I love it. Um, uh. Yeah, I. You know, I, I was going to talk about you know another movie, but I think we should go out with this. This is that's clearly the best holiday movie. If you're going to watch one, you should probably just watch Elf. And, yeah. and you know, shout-outs to all the old Christmas movies. I'm sure they were great. But this is a new one, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there, there's a lot out there. There are a lot that uh, continue to blend, you know, genres, like Night Before Christmas. Like, that can be a Halloween movie. That could be a Christmas movie. You have like, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of that movie. I I find that, no, you know, I find it to be a little too uh, indulgent uh, and, um, and, and like, and over like mercantilized, you know, I didn't see it when it was new. I saw it like later on. So like when I saw it and like, I've seen all the merchandise and how everybody loves it and loves it. I'm like, yeah, the music is good and the story is okay, but this is not, this is not, um, this is not for me. This is not what I want. <laughs> you, yeah. know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like There's I go a, back th- to it every few years, but it to me doesn't scream Christmas. Like it, it is like. It has enough Halloween in it that I would rather watch around Halloween because there's not a lot else that I would rather watch that time. So, and like obviously we just talked about all these holiday movies that I rather watch at this time of year. So. Um, so yeah, everybody, if you have other films that you love to watch, tell us about it, tell us about it. We want to hear about it. You know, maybe there's some that we haven't seen. We, we try to introduce new ones every, I mean like National Lampoon, like there's, there's so many and, and I go back to a whole bunch of them. Santa Claus. National, um, National Lampoon is, is, is fantastic. The, the turkey is blowing great. up. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> The back part. anyway oh, um yeah we is, could go on and on and on on, on and on and on <laughs> but uh like we said like we both of us have 
winter birthdays. It's uh, it's a magical time of year. We're hoping to have a few more podcasts before the end of the year. Um, Spider-Man comes out next week. Aquaman, maybe Mary Poppins. We'll get to like Mary we're gonna try to cram Poppins. in what we we're gonna try to get into what we can. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's been a great year. You know, yes, I can't wait to to continue uh, our our adventure, Long Lost Heroes podcast. Um, as always, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at LLH Podcast. You can email us at info at longlostheroes.net. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Am I missing anything? I, I don't know. I think the whiskey's getting to my head. You should definitely rate and review us. You know, we definitely need you to be out there. Follow us on Instagram. You can... You know, do what we will be out there. We love uh, doing this podcast, and we'd love to hear from you. Have a great night, everybody. Oh, oh and, and and let us know what you think about the new intro. Uh, we we finally got together and 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 wrote a little ditty, and we've been integrating it into our episodes. We hope you enjoy it. We, we hope you enjoy it. Recording yes. it. So um, let us know what you think about that. And you know, until next time, we are the Long Lost Heroes, and uh, we will catch you next time i guess what, what else can I say <laughs> the, merry the, christmas happy hanukkah and to all good night yeah <laughs> <laughs>